0: This podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. I am here with another awesome guest, as usual, to here to give you that jolt of inspiration that you need. And I'm putting the disclaimer out there that we are recording this episode in August. So we're both in tank tops. Well, I'm actually in like a pajama shirt, but that's really okay. And we just want to make a statement that in case anything happens in the future, this episode has been recorded Prior to the school, year actually starting. So, Maria, welcome to the show. Why don't you introduce yourself and say your name properly so I don't butch it and tell everyone a little bit about you and how you became an SLP that you are today? Thank you for that lovely introduction.
1: Maria Kotsonis, or my <laughs> Greek way, I could say Maria Kotsoni.
0: So, hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Hallie. My pleasure. So, tell everyone... What made you become an SLP and what got you to starting your journey into SLP wine and cheese and everything that you're doing today? Yes. Okay. So
1: when people ask me, like, what made you think about speech? I guess the first person would come to me now is my godchild, Harrison. And I remember he was born premature. And when he came home from the hospital, I would like, well, of course, I wasn't allowed to like touch him. And my I would try to pick him up all the time. My aunt would have to like yell at me. But eventually when he got older, I would work with him in his room and I would draw shapes on the easel with him. And I felt like this was great. And now I'm just doing that, just having fun, teaching cute little kids. And that's what drove me. And then I went to St. John's University where I got my bachelor's and my master's. And I graduated in 2012. So I've been working ever since with uh, the DOE Department of Education because you're an NYC SLP,
0: too, correct? I'm a Long Island SLP.
1: Long Island. SLP. Uh-huh. Interesting. We'll uh-huh. have to talk about that. Uh-huh. Anywho, so I'm <laughs> an NYC SLP then. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> I also have taught at St. John's. So I've done the whole full cycle as a student and as a professor. So I've done that remotely and in person. And I've also pursued certification in prompt. And I'm very passionate about that. So just plethora of stuff I love to pursue in the field. What have you taught? I have taught at Sisha South Carolina Speech Hearing Association. I talked about motivating and engaging therapy with students with complex communication needs. And what have and you then- taught at St. John's? What- yes, was what- seminar. So it was a very open ended type of class, which is what I like. You know, I like that we picked nine topics of speech and
0: we focused on it. I mean, I don't
1: know. I, th- I think my students enjoyed my class. They've told me they have. So
0: that's awesome. That's always my that's always on my bucket list. So I like, go back and give back you know, to the universities. I always take graduate students in my School, but I never actually taught a graduate class or anything like that, so that's so it. Was cool. under, it's undergrad, undergrad but, all right, all right. But you Sh- know, t- t- tomato, a- tomato, <laughs> I feel
1: like we'll just keep that as a theme. I know
0: that's our thing about this episode. I might have to change the episode title. So tell me what right. got so now you're also the host of one of the hosts of SLP Wine and Cheese. What got you to starting that? Yeah, so that was just something
1: that Deb and I, my friend Deborah Brooks, which I met her at St. John's. When we were in grad school and we've remained friends and we've noticed that we're like similar personalities, you know, we like to have fun. We still like to have a laid back personal life, but we also enjoy the field, too. So she just approached me, asked me if I want to join the podcast. And I was like, great. And it's opened up so many opportunities to meet different SLPs and Talk to different people, and now as a result, be here.
0: That's awesome. I'm so, and I, I love, I've met you in person. You are honestly so much fun. I love it. I love your personality. And that's why today's topic is all about having fun in speech. And one of my favorite things to do is play a game. Now, we one rule in my speech room is when the students come in and are allowed to ask to play a game. Otherwise, they won't get to. But I do love it. I do love a good game. I do love a good game. It changes up like the routine and they never know which game is coming to play. So let's start with what is your all time favorite game to play in speech?
1: Whoa, all time favorite. Wasn't expecting that one. (laughs) Drum roll, please.
0: Oh, I like caribou. I'm going to have to go with caribou. Mm
1: I know yeah, they, they need yeah. to bring
0: that back. I'm surprised. Oh, super, I it. Uh, well, I have mine, but I'm surprised Duper hasn't bought like the rights to that. Mm, I mean, I don't, I don't want to give f- them any ideas, but like, yeah. Oh,
1: man, we I know about
0: this. I, but know. I
1: do know eBay is a thing if you're want, if you want to purchase.
0: And a lot of people have been very successful at like Goodwill shopping and things Ooh, like that. That's just I, the universe. Like, I here know. you go. Like, Take aw. this. But I love oh. it because you can work on any goal. I even use it with my older speech students. Yes, but I'll put little passages on the top and done. Boom. They're they're into it. Something different than like writing passages and reading passages that they get all the time.
1: Yes. And who doesn't want to have the key to unlock something right? There is just a whole other and
0: not nice topic to divulge. But into. I I do give like before I play, I give them this is a magical key. If you drop it, I will cry. Wow. All
1: right. I know I'm a little yeah, because you can't replace it. You can't replace it is right. I know you just got to keep your eyes on it. Just
0: all the different things about the rules of the game here. But I, I am appreciating this. I have another question for you. Sure. When you play games with your students, do you try to win? Ooh.
1: You know, now I'm more of just like the facilitator, like, hey, we're here, we're communicating. So I work with children with complex communication. <laughs> so I'm happy that we're taking turns and sharing and using my turn, your turn, waiting, and waiting is hard. And I when I see my students struggle, I'm like, yep, waiting is hard. And like I address that because waiting is hard. So I'm more of just like a facilitator, Kay. I would say. You seem like you were like The it depends on the group,
0: some groups. I'm like, okay, I'm the facilitator. Like I need to be the referee here because they can't handle it themselves. And then other groups and also other games. When Uno comes into play, Mm. the rule is if they beat me, we'll get to play again. Wow. So you get some teamwork going. Mm -hmm. And so like it gets them to feeling like a team against me. And it's like, okay, it it empowers them to like work together.
1: I have some students I'm excited to try this with. Mm-hmm. to play that role. Yeah, it could be like students versus teacher. Look at mm-hmm. that. <laughs>
0: I've, I've also done that like with uh, Connect Four. If it's like two or three students, you're like, oh, what am I going to do? Let's the three of them be together against me. I like that. Boom, done. That's how you like. If you have that odd group, there you go.
1: I like these ideas. And Connect Four is great too.
0: Mm-hmm. I love the open-ended games that you can play with any like any task card, any articulation list, any conversation starter Anything. I love it. Jenga, Connect Four. What about you?
1: Jenga. I'm a huge fan of Jenga.
0: Have you ever written on Jenga and then you could pull out?
1: I haven't. I
0: mm-hmm. haven't because I'm, in, I'm in afraid to like ruin my pieces. But I, I have seen, I know, I have seen at five below the mini ones. And I've been meaning to get a stash of them and have like my articulation Jenga, my conversation Ooh. starter Jenga. Because it's like, OK, for 20 bucks, I can get four different ones.
1: Okay, I mean, if you have space for storage, I would I mean, definitely I do that. <laughs> no, <but. Okay. laughs> I mean, why don't we think about this? We could compromise now. Maybe you could write certain things and like tape them on so you're not actually drawing. Okay. Maybe you could make something like that. Oh, you, this...
0: you can even do the dry erase tape or like the, the duct tape. Ooh. So this way you can like put the duct tape on there and then erase.
1: Painter's tape too. Done. Wait, Love I it. just thought of something now. So painter's tape. You write it out, and I'm thinking, like, if it's an articulation, but I just did fun stuff. I kept the questions open ended, but you could have, like, who's your best friend? And then you could write it and it could be on painter's tape, take it off, and now you could write it out
0: on mm. a piece of paper,
1: and you didn't have to worry about writing on your Django block.
0: I love it. I love it. <laughs> and then you can, like, take new tape for the next group, like, done. Yeah. Simple prep. I- I'm all about that. Love Simple it. Simple prep. It. How do you handle your students that can't handle a game? Mm, Well, what kind of game? Let's think. All right. Like they're they're sore losers or they can't seem to follow directions or Mm -hmm. getting impulsive. I don't know. Pick one kind of difficulty.
1: Okay, let's think about I'm thinking now like impulsivity, maybe if they just want to grab it and put something in their mouth the whole time, something like that. So we have to earn up to that. That's what I would say. And then. You could break it down into smaller tasks. Like, for example, like I'm thinking of like the fishing pole game where you Mm. have the fishing pole and then you have to take out the fish, (laughs) go fishing, but they have it for like everything. So I remember that was one of my favorite games growing up. So that's why I bought it. Nostalgia was like, Amazon, buy this. But I would break it down. Maybe they could hold the fishing pole for just five seconds. We could break it down by time so then we could do five trials of that. And then we could just work up our way to that. You know, then maybe we could add time the second round. Like, let's do seven
0: minutes. Let's do ten. And I love to set timers as well. I love that. Although love so, teaching them to wait, like dealing with all those pragmatic challenges while embracing the game, which makes it more functional versus like, let's pretend waiting while not doing anything.
1: Exactly. And also, we all rely on time, right? You and I know that this interview will last for a certain m- number of minutes and we're comfortable with that. So we should set up the same expectations for our students. Okay, we have 15 minutes to play this game because perhaps you broke it up into the session like 15 and 15. So now you have a nice visual timer or even uh, iPad timer, or anything to so just refer back to guys seven minutes left who's going to win even as something as one sentence to address time.
0: I love using like the timer on my iPhone because it has that visual timer right there. You don't need anything fancy. So true. everybody
1: has that now, right? Like maybe <laughs> the student has seen mom use this timer or something.
0: Mm-hmm. We're all exposed to this iPhone timer. So true. Do you have a game that you felt like you had to hide because you got sick of it or you were afraid that your students wouldn't know how to play it correctly? And you're like, I don't want them asking for that sort of thing.
1: I'm going to go with Hi Ho cherryo because I had to think about this for a little bit because... Again, I'm very into the intrinsic motivation, right? If they're requesting for that and they come in, then that's what we'll work with because we need that student. We need that communicative intent. And that's how we know that those neurons that fire together, wire together, right? We have pleasure when we're playing this game and we're using phrases. We're waiting. So we want that to be generalized eventually. That's our ultimate goal. But why would so, you hide that one?
0: I would hide hi ho chari Because? Because it's a choking hazard. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to know your students. Some students, or like even like the ones with OT issues, that would get frustrated with like the small pieces, things like that. It's like let's not deal with like oh, yeah. overwhelming them with other sensory challenges or whatever kind of challenges. Like let's not go there.
1: And it looks like candy, right? How I mean, maybe I might eat it if I'm not paying attention. You know,
0: <laughs> it's between cherries and those cherries. Mm-hmm. So it's just too tempting. I've had to hide. Hungry, hungry hippos, and don't break the ice because it just gives me a headache sometimes. In a small therapy room, it's a small therapy room, the loud noises, vibrations, it just becomes too much. Even those poppers, like those popper toys, are way too loud in a small therapy room. Like, I'm afraid it sounds like a a gunshot, to be honest. Like, (laughs) we need to hide this, clear this out of the
1: way. Don't Mm -hmm. ask about this. Yeah. So the sensitivity level of our ears
0: one of my all-time favorite games because it requires zero setup is crocodile dentist Ooh. but after a, i have some students that are afraid of it but after a while of you like i have to hide it also because they're like always requesting it and i'm like i have other games for you guys don't you know that like i've invested in these can we play them too
1: yeah like <laughs> let's explore our other options
0: can i interest you in uh, Uno? you can beat me you <laughs> need like we need like a menu like But I also I also like it to not give them the choice sometimes, like to be like, this is what we're doing. You would never say to your math teacher, like, hi, I don't want to do addition today. Mm, Teaching them how to cope. Yeah, like like, yes, there are times where you have some choice and I'm going to give you choice in another way. Like you can pick, are you red or blue in the game? Like (laughs) other choice, but I don't sometimes I don't like to give them the choice because I like to teach them, especially as they get older, that you have sometimes no say in what the teacher is going to do and you have to just deal with it. Right. This is it. Here you are. You're signed up, right? <laughs> Strap on your bootstraps and get over it, dude. So what game is your favorite to use with articulation?
1: Mm, another good question. Well, I, I mean, I, part of me now wants to say don't break the ice, but I won't. You can.
0: You can. Why? <laughs> no, why I, is that? What? you I want to hear why.
1: Well, I think something with banging is very nice because if you're working, with children if you want them to like say something you it's so I'm thinking I love those dot markers because you can get some words but even with older students you could like print something out and they could dot it so I'm gonna go with bingo bingo oh. is my final answer
0: all right oh okay you went you went from don't break the ice to burst to bingo I like it I like that whole 360 there what's your favorite game to work on sentence structure sentence structure Oh, I have that puzzle game
1: is fun where you put the sentences together mm-hmm. and then with the period, too. So I like to work on that. So I'm going to go with puzzles or even if you don't have puzzles, if, you know, I like to give. Uh, you can always cut up pieces of paper. That's what I was going to say. Index cards. Gun. Shuffle them all around. You Sticky can color notes. code them too. have mm-hmm. the prepositions, one color. And then if a student has a device, you can match the colors on the device.
0: Oh, I'm going to go that route. What's your favorite game to use with? Students using devices.
1: Yes, that's so I usually go with children's interests, but I also really like to use dollhouse mm. dollhouses or any type of characters because you can do like the verbs like you could have them jump. You could have them sleep. Love it. I had speaking of devices. I had a great SLP win today. I wanted to share. Yes. One of my students who has been using lamp, he independently like searched and found it on his own. So it was like with some support, but I feel like it was great SLP moments. So I really have been using his interests, which is dollhouse. And
0: it's great because you got the verbs and the pronouns. And those are typical things that they might have in the home, either like for another sibling or they can easily get where it's not so abstract where the parents feel obligated to go and purchase something to mimic what you're doing in therapy. So yeah. Even my it. play home, the app, right? There's another, I love that game. Love that one. Love Pre- that. App. Pre- there's a TV show like Boca, like the, my play, there's a whole TV show now, I think on Netflix or what, one, one, one of the stations oh like, I know, I know my daughter found it. I was like, Holy guacamole. Uh, really kind of interesting. So you guys got to check that out.
1: I'm just laughing because if someone else heard this conversation and they weren't like in the field, they might be like, what are they talking about? You know, like we're talking about Boca Boca, my play
0: home. <laughs> Don't break the ice. I'm surprised my daughter, I'm as, as my daughter hasn't run in the door being like, why are you talking about all my games? <laughs> games but... are great. But I've introduced like her, you know, my daughter, like I find the games that my students like or other SLPs like and I bring them into my own home and then I steal them back for work when she's sick and tired of them. So that's one of the other reasons I
1: wrote on my Jenga blocks circling back. I was like, these could be questions you could play with your friends. Like I love to have people over pre-COVID
0: <laughs> and have like a game night. That's so fun. Yeah. That's fun. That's why whenever I, when I started playing apples to apples with my students, I was like, this could be a fun. And I, I've actually brought it home with me so (laughs) apples to apples i have the junior version i have the junior version but i actually ended up making my own with like board maker pictures and stuff like that because i have so many students that can't read or didn't know the vocab they didn't have the background knowledge of the even the concepts in the game and it was like when you're not supposed to tell people what you have and i'm like they're asking me like who's this what's this i'm like okay they need to go but i heard there is the big picture version now or something about there's so many different versions now but i'm gonna have to look into mm-hmm. this
1: but all i'm gonna say is i have the junior version and i'm gonna look into this and i would like to check out yours with the mm-hmm. board maker mm-hmm. so that's another tip regarding games mm-hmm. just a lot of times if you work with students with complex communications you might have to like write out the instructions in board maker or even just students who for behavioral supports you know i like
0: have little pictures so i just say
1: Add some visuals and Word maker is a great tool to create visuals.
0: I had a student one time where even Zingo, I had to write, I would use a dry erase marker on the table right in, next to him. Wow. And I had to do step one, you know, push the thing. I don't I forgot what it was called. My Step is, two, push like, it back. It was like, push, look, do I have it? Say, yeah. like, I forgot what it was, but like I had to give him that exact step by step and then say like, your turn. And like we each took turns because it wasn't one person doing the little lever thing because that's really, you know, motivating in itself. So exactly. So don't be afraid to adapt things right on the spot. Dry erase markers, index cards, White boards, what you got, anything, anything. Tables, furniture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Teachable moments and on the spot. It doesn't have to be like thoroughly planned out prior. It could be just like, oh, they need help. Let me help them. So, right. And that's utilizing tools that mm-hmm. are accessible to you. What is your favorite place or avenue of gathering your therapy needs and toys? Ooh, like where I purchased them? Yes, or, or not. You might not purchase You're them. Not That's having... why I don't want to say purchase because you might not be purchasing.
1: Right. Well, I like like garage sale. My church would have the Greek festival and they would have like $3 toys. And I'm like, what do they have? I bought like a tremendous fire truck for $3. So like just Goodwill. Oh, yeah. Goodwill. I went there, mm-hmm. got some good toys there. Amazon sometimes has some great sales. Let's keep it real. Mm -hmm. And like I said, Five Below has some great knockoff games and things like
0: that. Five Below is a good one.
1: Even like TJ Maxx and Marshalls, they have some nice toys, too.
0: For new SLPs listening, I don't want you feeling like I have to go out and buy every single game we're mentioning. Like you can I, ga- min- I gathered yeah. my toys over 14 years in the field. <laughs> so just slow and steady
1: wins the race. Remember mm-hmm. that.
0: Mm-hmm. And like, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, I used to ask for like birthday gifts and things like that, like Amazon gift cards or things like that. So I can go and grab some things that I need, even though it wasn't that exciting of a birthday gift and holiday gifts. But it helped me out later on. So
1: tomato tomato no I'm just exactly kidding. exactly, <laughs> no,
0: exactly. I, and also retired teachers are also another good like there's a lot of times i see on facebook groups like retired teacher garage sales and things like that and the buy sell swap groups and things like that yeah
1: facebook is a great place check mm-hmm. out facebook and then maybe even locally meet up with
0: someone they have caribou i mean mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. even donors choose if you work in a public school you can put uh, together a donors choose project and create a list of all these different board games and get them funded by whoever that's great Mm -hmm. love it
1: love it love it and you can always reach out to people and say like hey i'm a new slp got any old toys i'll pick them up
0: hmm. That t- said also friends in the neighborhood whose kids are outgrowing them before they throw them out. You know, don't take them out of garbages. But- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not do that. But right. any last bit of advice would you have to someone who's like loves games, but sometimes struggles to maintain some routine or behavior management in their therapy room with them? I'm going to tell them my tip
1: of using visual supports and a timer. So those are two good Supports. And if I'll give three now a visual schedule, even if you have to just write it and draw a little picture. So set up clear expectations and you want your student
0: to be successful. So build them up for success. Love it. And I'm going to put in the show notes. I have a freebie in my teacher's paid teacher store that says things I do not say when I come to speech. And it is, what am I doing today? And can I play a game? So feel free oh. to go check that out. All so Maria, right. Let everyone know where they can find you and learn more about you and hear all the awesomeness that you have to offer SLPs. Thank you. So you can listen to
1: my podcast, SLPs, wine and cheese. We're on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you could find me at Maria underscore cots SLP on Instagram and SLP's Wine and Cheese Pot on Instagram. So
0: and all yeah, those links will be in the show notes and not to worry. Now I need to know, what is your favorite wine? Oh, good one. Sauvignon Blanc, Kim Crawford from New that, Zealand. I had that earlier today. Did? <laughs> I said we recorded this over the summer, guys. So it's not at work today. <laughs> Way earlier. Yes. I mean, this is.
1: Gotcha. Little. And I'm having a nice coffee because I took it quite literally SLP <laughs> coffee time. So
0: I'm, I'm drinking water, guys. I'm drinking no one could
1: say I didn't come here prepared. Right. These are my coffee to prove
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> She's clinging and clanging the coffee. True, true story. So yep. thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And As always, I like to end my episodes with a joke. So I have one for you. How do trees get on the Internet? They recycle. No, they log on. Oh, (laughs) but I like that. Mm -hmm. I'll be here all day, guys. No, I'm just kidding. So I hope this was I hope this was the inspiration you needed to get your day going, your week going so you can spend more time doing what you love, which is helping your speech students succeed until next week, everyone stay out of trouble. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It means the world to me that you're tuning in each and every week and getting the jolt of inspiration you need. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at my website, speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, It would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.